Welcome into the Fantasy Football Fathers. That was a shitty crack by Tyler Herbie, but we'll take it. We are the Fantasy Football Fathers, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here with who the guy that just did that crappy crack of a beer. Tyler, big Herbie Herbot. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, folks. Uh, it kind of more just popped instead of cracked. <laughs> we also have uh, the Trey Jose uh, on the desk with us. AKA the only father on the podcast. <laughs> that is accurate. Today, we're going to go through all the matchups for the upcoming week and touch on some news and notes and give you our starts of the week. So let's get right into the news. Texans placed QB Tyrod Taylor and wide receiver Nico Collins on IR. Davis Mills is expected to be the starter on Thursday night football. Not huge news, but um, if you're considering starting Brandon Cooks, probably don't. Really quick, you guys tell me something about Davis Mills. Anything. He went to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got to assume he's got a good Wonderlick uh, score. At least he knew that. Uh, <laughs> Browns placed wide receiver Jarvis Landry on the IR. Kind of tough because uh, Jarvis came out of the gates hot. Um, not sure who Baker even has the ball to throw to anymore. So uh, Odell's supposed to be coming back actually this week. He's expected to make his debut. Well, that's good. Um, hopefully they can you know get him the ball and get involved again i'm i'm looking towards donovan people jones i was gonna say you got to bring him up who people's jones <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i already talked about him physical freak just check him out the people's person donovan people's jones uh ben roethlisberger dealing with a pec injury said he's questionable right now we should know some more in the next coming days if he's unable to go, Mason Rudolph uh, would get the start. So let's, you know, even though it's been tough for Ben um, with that offensive line, let's hope he's available for Deontay and Claypool and Juju's sake. I think traditionally that might be a low scoring matchup, but we'll get into that here in a second. Yes, sir. 49ers signed running back Jaquez Patrick off the Bengals practice squad. Um, he was a one-time XFL star. <laughs> um, I guess it's somewhat significant because he'll have to be on the active roster since he was signed off of a practice squad, but still expect Elijah Mitchell to lead the backfield this week. Everyone's hurt. Kind of, I would say it's probably a backfield to avoid unless you have Mitchell. Um, even then, questionable. It seems like every week we're just going to have a new Ravens or 49ers running back. Like, okay, this guy's on the roster. Consider adding him. Uh, Zach Ertz tested positive for COVID. He might be able to play Monday, though, since he's uh, vaccinated. Um, so, really, I think this only affects you if you are considering started, starting Godair. If you're thinking about going there, um, Ertz might actually be available. So. Maybe go there, maybe not. I think you still go there. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Ertz hasn't made that much of an uh, impact. All right, the uh, Los Angeles Rams will be checking in again on running back Daryl Henderson on Friday. He's dealing with that rib cartilage injury. 
So just keep an eye out for the news on Daryl Henderson on Friday. That'll do it for the news and notes. Let's get into the matchups for the week, starting with the Carolina Panthers taking on the Houston Texans Thursday night football. Over-under is 43.5 right now, and the Panthers are 7.5-point favorites. I mean, are you guys expecting a big game out of the Carolina offense as far as uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson? Obviously, CMC is going to get his. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I mean, against this Houston defense, I think that the Carolina's going to feast all night here, um, offensively and defensively. Yep. Uh, you start your Panthers. Um, I think even if you have Robbie Anderson, you consider giving him a go. It depends on who's on your roster, but it's a good matchup. Uh, we think the Pan- the Panthers are going to score a lot of points. Obviously, you're starting CMC. You're starting uh, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, or Sam Darnold in consideration. Um, I think Terrace Marshall is probably still too much of a uh, a deep league guy right now to comfortably start. But I think Sam Darnold is a very good start this week. Well, I think like we we might want to keep in mind that Tyrod Taylor's out, and the Panthers have had like one of the best defenses in the league so far. This game might get out out of hand really early, and hopefully they still are out there trying to push the ball around, but they might just kind of sit on it for the rest of the game. Yeah, expect a big game from CMC as usual. Yeah, and then you know going to the to the Houston side, uh, if you do have Brandon Cooks, who's basically the only startable player on Texans, I would consider fading him this week. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Davis at quarterback? Uh, moving on to the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are a five and a half point favorite over under is set at 50 and a half right now. This one I'm expecting to be a high scoring game. Both these defenses have struggled, uh, especially with stopping people through the air. So I'm really liking receiver options on both sides of the ball here. Um, I like uh Tannehill to have a big game and I think you know Tannehill it's kind of been a rough start for him fantasy wise uh so I think keep the faith if he's on your team uh, I think he's definitely a start this week yeah you hit the nail on the head really I think Tannehill has a uh coming out game this week about time he finally gets it gets it going and get some points going to these receivers and uh AJ Brown Julio Jones Probably both, 15-plus. Yeah. I like that call. Uh, possibly. The thing is that Colts are actually worse on rushing defense than they are passing defense. They're giving up over 120 yards a game on the ground, yeah. which is crazy. So this could certainly be another week where Derrick Henry absolutely feasts. I mean, Boy. just from what I've seen watching the Titans, kind of like the same tail of the tape for Derrick Henry for the last couple of years. But he, uh, it seems like their offensive line... Um, is a little worse than last year. He doesn't have much opportunity to work before he gets hit every time he runs the ball, and it just works in his favor later in the game. He's still feeling good, and he's huge, and he ends up getting that big run, and that's exactly what happened against the Seahawks. If he didn't get that big run, that game was kind of a crapshoot for him. Yeah, I mean, he was held to just 32 yards in the first half and then had a 180 in the second, so... Um, I mean, he's going to always get his towards the end of the game because of his size. I mean, no one but is trying to come up here, up there and tackle him play after play after play for 60 minutes. 
basically what I'm getting at is don't start Derrick Henry. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, Naeem Hines a play here for you guys. Backup quarterback might be playing in Indianapolis. Um, could be a lot of dump-offs to Naeem. They could be playing from behind. He's kind of been on my radar. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's a slight. I mean, if you're in a in a deeper league or a super flex league, um, for he's certainly a look. Um, with that being said, also also Jonathan Taylor should have a great game against the Titans defense. They are also giving up over 100 yards a game on the ground. Um, and so and with Naeem Hines, yeah, I think he could see a bunch of dump offs this week. And Michael Pittman probably a good play, especially if Wentz is playing. Uh, but even without him, I think you can flex him. Oh, at the very least, stay tuned for the juicy details. I'll tell you about it in a second. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the New York Giants. Uh, Giants are three and a half point favorites over under set at 48 and a half. Saquon, Danny Dimes, Kenneth Galladay, um, Sterling Ken- Sharp. <laughs> Kenneth Galladay? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Was he in trouble? <laughs> Um, oh, man. so on the Giants side, who are you starting with, uh, confidence? I think after what we saw last week, Sterling Shepard has to be a must start and Daniel Jones is looking really good as far as, uh, what he showed last week in the run game and what, um, what Atlanta has given up to Jalen Hurts in the run game when they played him in week one. So that might add up to something interesting for Daniel Jones. Uh, I think this is the week we finally see Saquon back to the Saquon we used to know. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons defense is giving up over almost 130 yards a game on the ground. I mean, if there's going to be any game that you know he he gets it back, it's going to be this one. Yeah, if we don't see Saquon really <laughs> essentially dominate this game, it's going to be tough looking forward uh, for Saquon. On the Atlanta side, they've been kind of struggling, obviously. Calvin Ridley having an underwhelming start. Uh, Mike Davis not looking great. Cordell is uh, emerging as an option. Who do you guys like on the Falcons side? I don't know if there's anyone I really like on the Falcons. I'm really interested by Cordero, like just from his output, but also off-put by his history and fantasy and just my interest in him in general. So. Cordero Patterson is just someone I'm keeping an eye on. And Kyle Pitts, I think it's interesting, you know, with his ADP and his output at this point, I think he has less than 10 fantasy points this year, something like that. It's it's a really low amount. He has a very small output. And it's just interesting to see when he's going to actually start putting himself in, like, the top five tight end conversation. Um, He's at 15 points on the year. The big thing with him, though, he is getting targets still, especially last week. Um, or combined eight targets for week one, six targets to week two. So the you know the sh- the production it will come up with it. Um, with that being said, I actually do like Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley this um uh, this week. They're playing a really bad uh offense or defensive in the Giants who are giving up three hundred yards through the air game. Um, and on top of that, Atlanta actually has the eighth most passing attempts in the league, which I know they're playing from from behind, but that's a lot of passing for a guy who likes. And Arthur Smith, their head coach who likes to play through the run. So it's a lot of passing attempts. You know, the chances are going to be there for him to have good days. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, you kind of convinced me there with the whole uh, 
Atlanta offense. I just want to touch on the Kyle Pitts thing a little bit. Like the first game, he saw eight targets and his output was very minimal. Second game, saw less targets, six targets, and um, actually made the most out of it and had about 80 yards, something like that. So um, that's pretty promising if you're holding on to him. We're not holding on to him, just have him. Obviously, you're keeping him. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're hurting that quarterback, maybe look at Matt Ryan for his stream and probably pick him up off the waivers. Uh, Lawson. Really quick, are you, would you guys start Cordero if you have him on your team? Well, here's my take. You probably got him off waivers um, this week. If you're in a pinch, I think you can start him. Uh, but he's really no more than a flex for me. Yeah, I don't want to start him. Um, if you absolutely had to, if you're in a bad spot, then sh- you, I think you, you know, he's probably a flex play. Maybe fringe flex, flex play. Yeah. But I don't want to start him if I don't have to. Oh, yeah, I'm on the same page. I was just curious what you guys thought. I would like to see a little bit more consistency in his role before you know I'm plugging him in. Consistency in Cordero? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> why I'm not. Plugging them in right away. Those are antonyms for all you grammar nerds. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, of course, are six and a half point favorites. Big over under here at 55 and a half. Expected to be a lot of points scored in this game. Two pretty high powered offenses. I think it's safe to say you're probably starting everyone here um that you normally would you know of course Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey Tyree Kill what about Clyde Edwards Alaire uh tough week last week not a great week first week um you guys have any thoughts they were supposed to be able to run the ball a little bit better this year with the rebuilt offensive line but it's not looking great so far yeah i think he's at honestly still at best of flex played He's just when he gets the ball in his hands, he's not producing at all. Um, and even though they're going up a very soft run defense this week, I still I'm I'm worried about you know putting him in my lineup again. I think he's a flex play. Yeah, he's you know, and the kind of surprising thing is they don't really throw him the ball too much, and you know maybe that's just because they have so many targets. But uh, you know, he was touted as a a really good receiving back coming in the NFL. He just he just thought that there would be more kind of manufactured plays for him in the receiving game. We've yet to see it. So, uh, you know, you probably draft him as an RB2. At best, he's really, you know, a flex at this point. I'm just going to say it's sit him this week. Just from what you guys said and a little bit that I know about it, um, if you have someone that you think is going to score double-digit points, start them over Clyde. Yeah, really bad fumble at the end of the game last week. There might be some pullback on his usage for that. Um, You know, not every coach carries fumble grudges into the next game, but that one was, that was a bad one. Um, On the Chargers side, uh, I think you keep going with Herbert. You know, it hasn't been great, but he's going to produce. Eckler, I like a lot this week, uh, obviously, you know, but uh Mike Miller or uh excuse me Mike Williams <laughs> Mike Williams <laughs> oh are we talking about the are we, the great three point shooter right uh shout out Mike Miller um no but Mike Williams um I like him this week obviously Keenan Allen 
Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the Chargers side? I loved Mike Williams last week, and I'm pretty sure everyone's going to love him again this week. Yep. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm starting almost every major player for the Char- for the Chargers. The Chiefs defense is so bad this year; they're giving yeah. up almost 500 yards a game. I know some in two games. That's insane. 500 yards. Right. Like that's bad. That's really bad. That's that's like the fact really that they're bad. they're one and one, and that's you know strictly because of Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, Can they're they- not going to be able to like. That's not sustainable for a whole season. Did no. they give it 500 to the Ravens, too? Yeah, I think yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, they're average. So it won't be exact. It's 42. But that's, that's you know, over 800 yards over two games. Right. That's a terrible defense. Yeah, definitely. Against a run-heavy offense, giving up yards like that. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers are four and a half point favorites over unders at 45 and a half right now. Uh, it's in Pittsburgh. There's some injury concerns in Pittsburgh. Deontay is questionable. Big Ben's questionable. Um, and that offensive line I'd say as a whole is pretty darn questionable. Um, just on performance. Um, I think you have to start Najee. Um, Deontay, I I have him in quite a few leagues, and I'm kind of just eyeballing it right now and planning on pivoting if if I if need be, especially if Mason Rudolph is starting. I'm just not 100% confident in him. Um, what about Claypool and, and Juju and Deontay? What are your guys' thoughts? I'm not starting any Steeler besides Najee Harris, kind of like what you were saying. Uh, it just doesn't seem worth it, really, especially if Mason Rudolph is in. And I feel like that hurts Najee Harris, but at the same time, um, his usage, you just have to start him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Deontay, maybe if he plays, I'll probably put him in as a flex. But other than that, it's going to be a Najee Harris kind of day. Uh, Big Ben's going to be, even if he does play, he's not 100%. They're going to be just force-feeding the ball to Najee Harris. If Mason Rudolph is playing, would you guys start the Bengals' defense? Uh, They're obviously available. <laughs> I mean, if you, that's, if you stream defenses like a lot of people do, that's, I mean, yeah. you know, Big Ben's out, I probably would. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a defense you could pick up Sunday morning you know, before the game start. And stream. Um, so, I would, yeah, I would look at it if I didn't have a better option. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals side of the ball. Um, uh, Joe Mixon had, you know, really good usage again, but an underwhelming week in terms of production. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Bengals side of the ball? Um, I mean, what else is new with Joe Mixon? He always seems to get the touches, and just some weeks he just doesn't seem to produce. Yeah. Uh, this week is one of those weeks that I'm – Gonna try to fade him. I think he's a low end RB two this week. Obviously, you're probably gonna have to start him regardless. I mean, you, you, where you drafted him, right. what else is on your team? You're probably you're gonna be playing regardless. But I would ex- lower expectations this week, uh, mostly because the Steelers defense, as vaunted as it is, it's it is good against the uh, the run, yeah. but it's bad against the pass. Over 300 yards a game. Um, so I'm actually pushing uh, the Cincinnati Bengals receivers, specifically Joe uh, Jamar Chase, and I think Joe Burrow's not a not a bad uh, streaming play this week either. What about T. Higgins and Boyd? Do you consider flexing them? Or? Yeah, I think they're considered flex. The issue, I think only one of them is actually going to have a good game. Um, I think Jamar Chase is number one, and the other two guys are kind of splitting yeah. that receiver two role. 
And so it's going to be a toss-up week in and week out on who's actually going to get the the targets. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm, I'm starting T. Higgins this week in our main fantasy league that we all participate in, and I don't feel very good about it. Yeah, but... I would lean probably T. Higgins before Tyler Boyd, but um, luckily I don't have to make that decision in any of my leagues. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chicago Bears are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's in Cleveland. The Browns are seven and a half point favorites. Over under is forty seven and a half points. Um, what do you guys think on the Cleveland side of the ball? You're obviously starting Nick Chubb, no Jarvis Landry, um, Baker Mayfield in play. Not a ton of receiving options, so probably fade if you can, or start someone else. Uh. Any receiving options worth a start on the Brown side? We already brought it up. Peoples Jones, if you're struggling. The people's person. Yeah, he's a people, the the pe- people, papers, people, people person, whatever. <laughs> you know, Dunder Mifflin, whatever that song was on The Office. But yeah, we obviously all like Peoples Jones. Maybe not Jim. I haven't really heard you say much about him yet, but I feel like we all agree that he has the potential. We just have to see it. Yeah, the potential's there. I'm just not super high on the Cleveland passing game yet um but i think he's definitely i would probably not start him this week i would probably wait and see how this all shakes out with odell coming back and who's gonna dominate targets and and then maybe next week take a look but stash him yeah i mean i agree i wouldn't start him if you if you're in a bind i think he's uh he's okay to put in your flex spot um i think he'll he should produce enough to be worthy of that but if you have better options, I think um, he's kind of a stash play. I think eventually he's going to get there, but he's a stash play for sure. The Chicago Bears, um, David Montgomery's a start. Um, you know, that's a tough Browns front, but uh, they lean on him so heavily that, you know, he's bound to fall into the end zone. Um, you know, he's probably going to get 20-plus carries. Um, so I think you're comfortable starting him. Uh, Allen Robinson, um, Darnell Mooney, I think with Justin Fields um, starting, I think are worth a look. Well, obviously Allen Robinson, but I think Darnell Mooney uh, more specifically is worth uh, throwing into that starting lineup this week if you're tight on receiver or if you're looking for like a big boom flex play potential. Yeah. Just to touch on that, it does look like uh, Andy Dalton is probably not going to play this week, which means Justin Fields is going to be starting. Uh, I only say that because he has a bone bruise in his knee. The MRIs came back negative, but it's a bone bruise in your knee. He's 33 years old. They have a rookie quarterback that they drafted pretty damn high. Yeah. They're probably going to use him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Um, and like I said, I've I've liked Darnell Mooney just based off the fact that I felt like Justin Fields is going to take the job eventually. This might be the week, um, and you might see a big game from him and hopefully some more production from Allen Robinson. And anytime a rookie quarterback's coming in, especially during their first couple starts, you want to keep an eye on whatever tight end they're throwing to. So I think that increases uh, Cole Komet. Am I even saying that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Komet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. The, the, the Komet Comet, I guess, might be uh, crash landing <laughs> this week. That's see if that becomes yeah. a thing. People have been um, waiting for it, so... Yeah, I mean, I have Komet on one of my benches uh, waiting for him to, you know, kind of pop off. Mm-hmm. It could happen with Justin Fields. Um, I like the Darnell Mooney play, especially as a flex play this week. Uh, 
he's he's on the field for 95% of their offensive snaps so far through, through the first two games. He's always on the field, and he's got 15 targets two games. It's a pretty good number. Um, and he did show to have a very good chemistry with Justin Fields in the preseason. So I think this is the time that you're going to see Darnell Mooney start to move up a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I'll give you guys a real little real-life example real quick. In our um, our regular league, the league that we've had forever um, with all of our close friends, my receivers are Deontay Johnson, LaVisca Chenault, Brandon Ayuk, Darnell Mooney, and Terrace Marshall. And so with Deontay, somebody likes the young men, I got a lot of running backs. <laughs> uh, I focused on the running backs, but, um, anyways, um, you know, and Brandon Ayuk obviously was not supposed to be what he is right now. Um, anyways, Deontay and LaVisca are both questionable. So, you know, and Brandon Ayuk, um, apparently doesn't exist anymore. So, um, I'm pushing Darnell Mooney into my starting lineup. And really quick, David Montgomery just at this point is still a must start just just with his usage and ADP. It's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Lions. Ravens are ten point favorites right now. Uh, the over under is forty nine and a half points. So Ravens side of the ball. Um, obviously Lamar Jackson. What do you guys think about the running back situation? Detroit Lions have been pretty bad against the run. Tyson Williams seems to be the lead back, but as we said last week, Latavius is bound to steal some goal line touches, and he did. Uh, and he vultured a touchdown. You know, I like Tyson this week, and I definitely think you can flex him. I'm just, I'm just worried about how much they were rotating backs last week. I'd be worried too, but I, I I see a similar narrative playing out this year with a completely different backfield, but the same team. Because J.K. Dobbins last year was the um, obviously most productive running back, and throughout the first half of the season, he wasn't getting a majority of the touches. And at this point, Tyson Williams looks like he is the most productive running back in that backfield, and he is getting slightly a little bit more of the touches, but I think it's gonna the same thing's going to happen as it did last year. The Ravens are going to realize who's the more productive guy, and they're going to lean on him as time goes on. And Tyson Williams, it probably won't happen this week, but in later weeks, they're going to they're gonna know who they can rely on, and I think it's going to be him. Yeah, the biggest concern is that he doesn't seem to ever get any of the red zone touches. They get into the red zone, and it becomes a completely different offense, and it's going to be Murray. In those time frames. So Murray's going to vulture almost every opportunity for the touchdowns, except for long runs. So with that, I think you really keeps uh Tyson as strictly a flex play and nothing more. Um on the receivers, uh Marquise Hollywood Brown is he worth a look this week? He obviously had a pretty good week last week against the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you've been watching the Ravens at all, uh, you'd be kind of surprised to see that Lamar Jackson's actually targeting his receivers deep a lot more often now, Yeah, which means if you're a Mark Andrews owner like me, he's getting a lot less uh, targets, and that kind of sucks. So Mark Andrews is definitely down right now, and the Baltimore receivers are trending up for sure. Are you still starting Mark Andrews? Just because of ADP and me being an idiot in one league? Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean... If you have Mark Andrews, who's who's going to be on your team that you have a better right. option, honestly? Yes. Yeah. 
It's the tight end position. Oh, yeah. Let me bring this up then. I have Mark Andrews and Mike Jasicki on one team. Who are you starting? I'm still starting Andrews. Yeah, Jasicki's shown nothing so far this year. And two is hurt. So. All right, I'll probably start Jasicki then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so kidding. probably yeah, fire up Jasicki. <laughs> Uh, Detroit Lions, you're starting Hawkinson. The Ravens, actually, I'll give you a little nugget, uh, are giving up the most fantasy points to the tight end position per game right now. Um, so I'm expecting a, uh, a big night from, uh, the wide receiver one Hawkinson <laughs> in Detroit. Um, Swift, Jamal Williams, um, starting either of those guys they're basically splitting 50 50 right now both of them had an underwhelming night against the pack um who doesn't have the best run defense so uh, i hesitate to start either one of these guys right now yeah i uh, completely agree i mean you can't rely on any of them on either one of them to to produce um and against the ravens the only chance they have of really producing in this game is going to be through the air so you don't know who's going to get it. I mean you would lean Jamal Williams but man that's a really dicey play yeah I'm with Jim on this one um I would like to not start either of them but if you're like me and you're in a position where you really don't have the backups and we'll see how the waiver wire transitions in our leagues in the next couple of days I have my eye on a couple of guys that I'm trying to replace and not start Jamal Williams uh you definitely don't want to start him and if you're like me and you have Jamal Williams, just keep listening so you can figure out who to pick up instead of starting him. Would you start Swift or Elijah Mitchell this week? I go Mitchell. I think he's going to have more touches. Yeah, I totally agree. The The floor is pretty similar on all three of those guys at this point, and the ceiling is way higher for Mitchell. Would you go Swift or Tyson Williams? Tyson all day. I don't know. I'm I'm actually that's a toss up for me actually. Um <laughs> I think it's going to be based a lot on Mitchell's availability. It was just a shoulder stinger but they do tend to come back. So he could take one hit in the first quarter and then you're out. So I'd keep an eye on his injury status throughout the week. But that's a toss up, man. That, I might literally flip a coin on that one. <laughs> uh the disrespect on my son. I'm just going to I'm going to claim him right now. Tyson is my son, okay? I'm the father of the podcast. That's my son, Tyson. I'm claiming him. He's going to he will be worth it this year, I'm telling you. Uh, New Orleans Saints taking on the New England Patriots uh, in New England, or at New England. Uh, Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites, 42-and-a-half uh, over under right now. Um, who do you guys like here in New Orleans? Man, I feel like that's kind of a tough one. Last week was pretty rough for Jameis, but um, if you're on the Jameis train, it's probably going to be like that, really hit or miss. And going against the Patriots, I just don't see Jameis Winston having a good game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, I mean, I'm an Alvin Kamara owner, and he really shit the bed last week. Yeah. Um, he only had like five attempts rushing. I, it was weird. Um, and unfortunately against... You know the Patriots' defense. Bill Belichick knows there that he is their best weapon. He's going to game plan to stop him oh, and him alone and try to make it so Jameis has to beat him. Right. So I don't want to start Jameis. Um, and obviously you have to start Kamara, but I'm definitely tempering expectations on what Kamara does this week. Well, who's the third option on the Saints right now? 
obviously it goes Kamara. We got um a little slant man on He's on PAP. It's Marquez Callaway is their kind of their wide receiver one right now. Um and then Deontay Harris, um, little speedy receiver, and then Adam Troutman. <laughs> yeah, Juwan there's not Johnson. really a third option here, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the Jameis and Alvin Kamara show. Yeah. And I think uh, it might get canceled after this week. <laughs> well, what, what I'm getting at is if you're desperate, try to, um, I, I guess, throw a dart and try to figure out who you think is going to be the the. Um, third uh most viable target for the saints because obviously belichick is just going to game plan against kamara and probably callaway and whoever's left is probably gonna get a majority of the targets and if you're in a ppr league i mean it might be a nice little pickup could be i mean it's, it's a complete shot in the dark on who that might be i think you probably have a better chance of finding someone on a waiver wire that's not on the saints to that might be a better play uh but yeah, I mean, who, who knows? I'm praying and hoping for some some love to Troutman um, this week, uh, just because I was high on him and I thought he'd get more uh, work. But so hoping to see something there, but uh, not confident at all. New England Patriots side of the ball, Damian Harris, you're starting uh, in my book. Um, I think you know you probably he's either your RB two or, or a flex option for you. Um, when you drafted them. So if you can throw them into your flex, I think that's a good start. Um, outside of that, is there anyone you're really eyeing this week in new England? No, I mean the new Orleans saints defense is pretty freaking stingy this year so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're probably going to start John new Smith because I mean, who the hell else are you going to have? But I'm not expecting a whole lot from this offense. Yeah, he beat me to it. I was going to say the only person really viable that I can think of would be uh, Yanni Smith on the, the Patriots, especially with Mac Jones at quarterback and that stingy Saints defense. And like I brought it before, rookie quarterbacks, tight ends, usually tends to work in your favor. Yeah, this one might be a, a low-scoring affair. So um, Arizona Cardinals are 7.5-point favorites taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. This one has a 515 uh, over under right now and Kyler Murray is on fire who do you guys like on the Arizona side of the ball this week uh Kyler Murray no, okay. <laughs> that's pretty obvious I think Kyler Murray might have his best game of the season we'll see how out of hand things really get here um how early he gets benched <laughs> yeah honestly games like this kind of make me question though it's like you assume it's going to be just a complete blowout it might be different man any given sunday but definitely i feel like uh kyler murray's gonna have a huge game um i'm really curious if chase Edmonds can like maybe get some garbage time carries and kind of uh prove himself to be worthy i think his biggest drawback right now might be um in uh pass blocking i'm not really sure why james connor is getting the majority of the rushes if you watch cardinals uh chase edmonds the obvious one who has the explosiveness yeah um i think you you can start chase edmonds he's probably a flex for you you know where he was going in drafts he was probably the third or fourth running back you drafted um i've been starting him in a league where you know i have two running backs and then two flexes um and I've been throwing him into one of those flex spots, and it's a nice, consistent floor right now, and just kind of waiting for him to have that two, three touchdown game or whatever and just really take off. But 
so I'm starting Chase Edmonds. You're obviously starting DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. Any other, you know, Rondale Moore was a big waiver wire guy this week. Christian Kirk is there. Would you look at either of those guys, Tyler? Yeah, I look at Rondell Moore. Um, I think he's already started to solidify himself as the true, you know, wide receiver two on this team. I know Christian Kirk has, you know, had a huge week one, but a lot of that because he scored two touchdowns. Um, I think Rondell Moore is getting more of the targets. He's on the field more. Um, I, I could consider starting Rondell Moore for sure. Yeah, he just he looks like a a pretty good athlete, and obviously was that out, coming out of college. So, and and Christian Kirk has had plenty of time to to establish himself and just really hasn't. So I only am worried about, you know, them kind of going back and forth on having good games, you know, like Christian Kirk will probably give you five good games. Rondell Moore will probably give you, you know, five or six good games this year. So that's the only thing that worries me with them is it's kind of, it's a boomer bust type of pick. I'm on the Rondale train, man. We we squashed him pretty hard on the most recent episode as far as, uh, not squashed him, we squashed Christian Kirk pretty hard on the most recent episode. And as far as uh, talking about, you know, Kirk having his time, Rondale Moore obviously being more productive already and just being around for a couple of weeks. Rondale Moore is going to, uh, I think he's going to have a huge game this week. And Christian Kirk probably fading into obscurity as time goes on throughout the season. Jacksonville Jaguars, um, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> I mean that this has been a kind of a tough, tough cookie to, to crumble. Um, I've been high on LaVisca. If you guys have been listening, um, I still am. I still think he's going to get, he's probably going to finish the season with the most targets on the team. Um, but he is banged up questionable for this game. I'm if he's healthy, I'm, probably still looking to pivot this week just to kind of wait and see how this thing shapes out a little bit more but I have been starting him the last two weeks and it's been tough so maybe that's why I'm more willing to sit him I like DJ Shark this week honestly um this is gonna be one of those games that with how high flying and high powered Arizona's offense has been so far they're gonna go up big, and then I think you can yeah. you can almost bank on a garbage time, like good garbage time production for DJ Shark this week. Oh yeah, definitely. I honestly, I think right now just with them playing in garbage time and being down the entire game, that all three receivers because Lavisca is looking like he's slated to play this week, and um, so with Lavisca, Marvin Jones, and DJ Shark, I think they all have ten plus points. And I've talked about it before. If you, you get 10 points out of every one of your guys on your team, you're in a good spot to win. Considering James Robinson at all? Not unless I drafted him. And luckily, <laughs> I did not. Yeah, I mean, he's a tough play. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna they're probably going to ban the run game really early because they're going to be down. Yep. And, I mean, even then, they haven't showed a whole lot of trust in him yet this year, even when the game, you know, even at the beginning of the game. So, right. It's just a game. It's just a play I can't do. Is anybody taking away like Carlos receiving Hyatt. targets? He is. Uh, well, Carlos Hyde's just getting work in the backfield more than anyone expected. So, well, the, the targets are really going to be where James Robinson gets his points this week if he does get points. Yeah. Washington football team taking on the Buffalo Bills in yeah. Buffalo. <laughs> Eight and a half point favorites are the Bills, and a forty six point five over under. Um, Heineke. 
He's the guy. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about Terry. You're starting him. Um, Antonio Gibson, you do have to worry about, but you're starting him. Um, Buffalo side, Josh Allen, kind of been tough. Tough defense he's going against. If you have a legitimate, like, let's say you have Josh Allen and Danny Dimes on the bench. Oh, man. Danny Dimes (laughs) has a juicy matchup, and obviously he's had a couple good games. That's a really good question. Honestly, I, at this point in the season, I would probably go Daniel Jones. I think it's a ballsy play, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. If I was in that situation, I feel like I would wait out one more week to see if, if Josh Allen puts it back together. Um, but like you said, that matchup is really nice, and Josh Allen doesn't have a great matchup himself. So, Right. I well, mean, you could convince me for sure. If it's like you talked to me for like probably 30 seconds, you probably convinced me. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's bring it back to what the Steelers did to the Bills. And a similar defense to the Steelers is the Washington football team. All right. And Just did it. Convince me. I'm going well, Danny Jones. Yeah. Danny Dimes. Come on, and man. Look what Danny Dimes did to the Washington football team on you know, their defense. Now, that was a lot of read options, and obviously you put up almost 100 yards on the ground. I don't think Josh Allen's going to get you 100 yards on the ground. Um, but, you know, I think if you have Josh Allen and no one else, you can start him and, and be okay. But I'd almost go Danny Dimes over him this week just because of the matchups. Danny Dimes going to get you 20-plus. Josh Allen has a real hard time getting you 20-plus this week. You want to put your name on that? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Uh, Broncos are 10.5-point favorites. Um, low over-under here at 41.5. Expected to be a low-scoring game. Uh, obviously, a tough week for Jets uh, last week playing Bill Belichick. I think you can start Corey Davis, though, still um, in a flex, even though he had a really bad week last week. Um you know, he's their wide receiver one, their go-to guy. Uh, I think he's worth a flex. That's pretty much all I'm touching on the New York Jets side, you know, or even considering. I don't know about you guys. Um, At best, Corey Davis is a flex play. If I, haven't, if I had a better option, I would take it, though. I mean, this Denver defense is stingy. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're giving up 192 yards to the air, like stupid low, and only 67 on the ground. Yeah. I mean, overall, the, like no one's moving the ball in this Denver defense so far. Yeah, so maybe take back what I just said and <laughs> just bench your, bench your Jets for another week. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Avoid all Jets players this week. Uh, the Broncos are going to be most likely one of the best defensive plays of the week. We'll get on that a little bit later. Um, we're probably going to hear a little bit of a tradition every week, just basically start whatever defense is against the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denver Broncos side of the ball. Cortland Sutton has looked good. Teddy Bridgewater seems to like to target him. Um, who you guys starting on the Broncos side? Sutton, I think at this point, Sutton's going to be a must start going forward. Yeah. Uh, he's as clearly the receiver number one. Teddy Bridgewater loves him. He had the, the fantasy production without even scoring a touchdown last week. Mm -hmm. So if he just throws another, uh, gets a touchdown, I mean, 
yeah, that's a huge game. So uh, I like Sutton a lot. I think Tim Patrick, Kenny Hamler, if you guys had to flex one of those guys, who would you go with? Tim Patrick had the touchdown last week. Uh, KJ Hamler's been kind of uh, hyped up a little bit more. Would you guys consider flexing either one of those? No. No. Yeah, not at this point. I haven't seen enough out of them to start them in my lineup at all unless I'm extremely desperate. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. I like Javante Williams because I think the game script's going to favor him with this game. They're going to uh, take an early lead, and they're probably going to just see what their rookie running back can do. We all know what Melvin Gordon can do. We've seen it. They've seen it. Uh, they probably want to see what, what Javante's going to do with a full full, uh, full game workload, I guess you would say. Maybe 20-plus touches is what I'm really looking for. That's, I mean, it's hard for me to see him getting that many touches. Uh, Melvin Gordon... I mean, he at least the one thing you say about Melvin Gordon, he is consistent. Like it's not a high ceiling, but it's a consistent floor. Um, and I think that they're going to trust him just more in the long run. Um, at least for this year, I think this is one of those those deals where Javante Williams is going to be kind of agonizing for owners all year long. He's going to be like, can I start him? Can I finally start him? And he'll finally have one big game that you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to start him, and then he's going to you know disappoint you the next week. Um, but Melvin Gordon's a free agent after this year, then, then Javante's your, your guy. Um, but right so far, I just haven't seen enough give to Javante to, you know, put him into my lineup yet. Uh, that, that brings up a good point, honestly, because I, this is kind of my make or break game with Javante. Uh, someone that I've been starting just because of the way that I drafted my team. I went really heavy on receivers. He ended up being my RB two, and I've just been sticking with him to see what happens. And if he doesn't end up getting the touches that I need this week, I'm probably going to move on from him as far as uh, trying to start him and probably trying to trade him. The Miami Dolphins are making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders are four-and-a-half-point favorites. That was a decent try. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't no boomer. Uh, 45-and-a-half point over under. Uh, Miami obviously offensively had a horrible week last week. Um, Tua is questionable. Um, what do you guys think about this matchup? Well, Tua is questionable, and so is Derek Carr. He went out of the game on Sunday, came back, and finished the game with an ankle injury, and he's expected to play. Personally, I think this game might be a little bit of a garbage game. Uh, just a couple hobbled offenses going at it, um, a couple of stingy defenses. Um, the Raiders' defense is looking a lot better. Miami's defense is obviously good. We know that. Um, if you're a betting man, take the under. Obviously not fantasy news, but it's uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think, for sure. Miami Dolphins, the only person I would want to start on their team would be Mike Jasicki. No Miles Gaskin? Not at this point. His, his touches and uh, just... just um, the running back committee that they've had really the last couple of weeks, given uh, carries to Ahmed and the other guy who I can't remember right now. It seems like they're not really sold on Gaskin, and it's really disappointing with his ADP. If you drafted him, you know what I'm talking about. Um, on the Las Vegas side, you're starting Waller. Um, any other receivers? Are you thrown in as a flex? Rugs, Brian Edwards. Personally, I wouldn't start any of those guys. Uh, obviously, I'm your local Raiders fan, and I love all these guys, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, 
I mean, really, I guess two tight ends is the way you want to start from this game. Jasicki and obviously you're going to start Waller if you have him. Other than that, um, definitely no running backs. Avoid the Las Vegas Raiders backfield. They cannot get anything going with the running game, even with Josh Jacobs in and Josh Jacobs is out. So you don't want Peyton Barber. You don't want Kenyon Drake. You don't want none of those guys. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I mean, outside of Waller, I'm fading pretty, basically everybody in this game. Um, if you have to start one of them as a flex, then so be it. But I certainly don't want to. Seattle socks. <laughs> Seattle socks. Seattle socks. <laughs> it does. No, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, one and a half point favorites. Uh, playing in Minnesota against the Vikings. Fifty-five point five over under. Um, so high over under. Expected to be some points scored here. Russ Lockett been tearing it up. Obviously, you guys worried about DK Metcalf, and if you have him. Would you start him this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this game's going to be the highest scoring game of the week, and it looks like Vegas thought the same with their over-under. Um, it's the highest over-under they put out this week. If you have players on the Seahawks or um, on the Vikings, you're going to start them. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Lockett, Metcalf. Those are all must-starts. Carson, um, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah, those guys are all must-starts. Uh, that moves Kirk Cousins into a must-start. Russell Wilson must start. I mean, it, it it's pretty entertaining as far as like what I think this game is going to be. Tight ends, though? What do you guys think about the tight ends? Gerald Everett, maybe. Yeah, I, you certainly see uh, Gerald Everett vulturing a touchdown yeah. somewhere. Um, Russell loves to throw the tight ends in the red zone. Like He's he's done that his entire career. Um, who's the tight end for the Vikings? I don't um, even know. Exactly. <laughs> well, they brought in Chris Herndon. He hasn't really seen much. Uh, Conk, Tyler Conk, or something like that. I Baby Conk? <laughs> I think it's like C-O-N-K, right? Tyler Conk. Yeah. Um, anyways. It's Tyler Conklin. Conklin, that's right. <laughs> um, I like Conk better. Yeah, me too. Um, No, not starting him. Um, <laughs> no. But as you guys said, I mean, the receivers are just producing way too much in Minnesota. I mean, would you start K.J. Osborne in this game? Yeah, I think K.J. Osborne's a flex play for sure. I mean, he was my number one waiver wire addition this week. Um, if he was still available, I mean, a lot of people probably picked him back for week one. This team is per- is putting up three fancy relevant receivers. It's it's crazy. Yep. And it's going to continue to go, especially. And as you guys said, this is going to be a high scoring game. Both of these defenses are not very good. Right. <laughs> especially in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it is what it is, and I'm starting basically everyone besides minus the Minnesota tight tight end. I just want to say um, a little something for you guys. I was convinced by you guys to get or try to go after KJ Osborne in the waiver wire in our league. Obviously, you guys are probably doing the same, and I'm really curious what you guys bid on KJ uh, Osborne. It depends on which league you're talking about because there's one league where I don't really have anyone to drop, and the other league, I think our Dynasty League, I already have him. Pretty sure. But, anyways. Well, if you're a listener, our Dynasty League isn't nearly as serious as our, uh, like, 10-plus year league with our friends. It's a 12-team half-point PPR keeper league, and that's the league that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of our, yeah, our legacy uh, league. Anyway, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in L.A. taking on the Rams. Uh, the Rams are half point favorites right now, uh, fifty four and a half point over under. 
This one should be a high-flying, high-scoring game through the air, I'm imagining. No one's really been able to run the ball against that Tampa Bay front. Um, and I don't think Los Angeles um, really cares. Uh, they like to throw the ball around. They got Stafford slinging it, Cooper Cup. Um, you're, you know, Cooper Cup was my start of the week last week, had a great week. I think he has another great week. Um, what about Bobby Woods? Oh, Bobby. Yeah, I think you do start him because it's going to be uh, one of the few barn burners that we're having this week. A lot of points to be scored, a lot of points to be had. Robert Woods um, is just involved and has high output. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about the Tampa defense, like they're probably the best in the league against the run right now, but they're giving up over 350 yards through the air, so you can pass on them. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, Robert Woods is an easy play this week. On the flip side... Um, the Rams actually give up a lot of rushing yards and they're really stingy against the pass. Hmm. And so it's going to be really interesting to see, but there's so many weapons on Tampa. I could, this, I could see this being another game where like Antonio Brown goes off because you'll have, uh, uh, Ramsey probably covering, Godwin, uh, Godwin the Evans. entire game. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see this being a game where, you know, the guy you don't expect to go off like an Antonio Brown does. Right. Yeah, I I like that too, and I think that's helpful trying to call who might <laughs> go off in that Tampa Bay receiving core week to week because that's a puzzle people are trying to figure out if you invested into that uh, receiving core. Uh, we kind of saw it coming with you know how things played out last year. You know, if you have Mike Evans, hopefully you traded him after that big game last week. If not, you're kind of stuck with him and you're kind of forced to play him but you're really just hoping for some looks in the red zone. Yeah, definitely. And if you have Gronkowski, um, that was my start of the week last week. Big win on that. What, two weeks in a row, Gronkowski's been killing it, and they're obviously going to be in the red zone a lot, and that's where he does his best work. So Gronkowski's a must-start again. Fire him up again. Uh, moving on here, the Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, Sunday night football, the Niners are three and a half point favorites over under is 47 and a half points right now. Um, I like, obviously I think you start Rogers again. I think you start Aaron Jones, um, uh, Devonte Adams, clearly, um, if Tunyon's are your only tight end. I think you probably are going to have to play him again. Um, but outside of that, I wouldn't look to start any Packers. No one's really established themselves yet in that wide receiver two role. We saw last week Rodgers was trying to hit MVS on some some deep routes and just missed him a couple times. But um, eventually they're going to connect, and MVS is going to have you know, uh, a, a big game. It's just a matter of, you know, choosing which game that's going to happen in. So um, what about you guys on the Packers side? I see what you're saying about MVS. I just want to talk about that really quick because uh, it's interesting because Aaron Rodgers always targeted him deep and he was always on the money and MVS never caught it. Now he's targeting him in deep and Aaron Rodgers is off. So what's the third option that's left? You go deep and it's on. Yeah. <laughs> what else well, can yeah, you do? I mean, they win both ways. Eventually he'll hit him. It's just, it's, you know, it's just a matter of 
you know, being unlucky on those those plays. But you know, Rodgers put the money on the ball or put the ball on the money, you know, to Devontae Adams going deep. So it's not like he can't hit the deep ball anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think you you know, you, you have your your main three. You're gonna start them and I'm not playing Russian roulette with MVS. Yeah. Uh San Francisco side, um, tough man. You're starting Debo. Um, uh, I think you're starting Mitchell, but Trenton Canyon is going to be involved in some fashion in that backfield this week. Um, who knows who else, maybe the XFL star, <laughs> uh, but outside of Debo and Elijah Mitchell, are you guys sitting Brandon Ayuk one more week? Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm pretty much avoiding the 49ers. Um, in general, and I'm glad that I don't really have any of them on any of my teams. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could possibly even consider starting Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, he was a scratch week one, and he had all of two targets in week two. Yeah, he's I mean, definitely in the doghouse. You know, Shanahan keeps referencing the the hamstring injury, but he's been a full participant in practice for like the last two weeks. So, if he was still dealing with an injury, they wouldn't be practicing him at at full go. So something going on there. Eventually I think, you know, Brandon will be back, um, and involved, but, uh, you kind of have to just hold your cards until, until he does, because you don't want to, I'm sure some people started him last week thinking, you know what, he's back. They're not going to doghouse him again. And he got you like one point. So, um, try to pivot if you can. And that's pretty much it for the Niners. Philadelphia Eagles are in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are four and a half point favorites, 51.5 over under. Um, I really like the, the Cowboys starters uh, in this game. What do you do about the Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard situation in the backfield? If you have both of them, are you starting both of them or what? What are you doing? Uh, I think if you have Tony Pollard, you're not going to start him. Um, he's had outputs in like weeks like that in his history. And, um, I don't think he's going to be consistent with it. Obviously Zeke's the guy and no matter how bad Zeke plays, they have to give him the ball. Like they're not going to put him on the bench. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, so he had the 13 carries, um, this last week, but in week one, he only had three carries. So I wouldn't expect him to go off again. Um, his receiver production, on the other hand, has been consistent. Four catches on, or four targets on four catches week one, three and three week two, 29 and 31 yards um, between the two games. So, like, receiving production is there, but not enough to actually start. Uh, Mari Cooper's dealing with bruised ribs. Um, you're starting CD. Are you worried about Amari Cooper at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's one of the, this is one of those really tough situations with them being, you know, the last game of the week. If it becomes a game time decision and they scratch him, yeah, now you're screwed. screwed. Yep. Unless you unless you're up big, um, like yeah. you're, you're it's a screwed. Monday night game, so you so, kind of have to make a decision before. You know, I think if you're Sunday lucky, if you if you're lucky enough to have, also have Cedric Wilson to pick him up on the waiver this this week because you saw the Amari Cooper injury happen, right? Then that's your only hope of being able to swap those two players out before the game starts, right? Um, that's a good call. But if you if you don't, I like come Sunday morning or Saturday, whenever they put out the final uh, injury report. I think it's on Saturdays now. Um, I would look hard at Amari Cooper and what they're saying, 
If they're saying game time decision and you do not have Cedric Wilson, I I would consider benching him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm totally on point with that. Mark Cooper's not the toughest uh football player in the world. And if he's, jaded Raiders fan right there, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Just um, he's not going to play through an injury like that. if He doesn't have to. And if that uh, continues to like have uh, limited practices or not even practicing, I'm not starting Amari Cooper. If I have him on my team, Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball. Are you, uh, I like Jalen Hurts this week against a, a poor Dallas defense. Miles Sanders, um, you're starting him. Probably have to, honestly. I mean, who else are you going to have? Yeah. Devontae Smith, you're starting. Jalen Rager worth a look this week as a flex option. I don't know if the, if Devontae Smith is actually like a must start. Honestly, I mean, they've been the consistent. Week one was great. Week two wasn't wasn't very good at all. Yeah. And he could bounce back. This is a poor defense. Um, So he's probably, you know, a bounce back candidate for the week three. But. Yeah, I really only say that because they're playing Dallas, <laughs> right? I mean, but if I'm starting him, I'm definitely putting him into my into a flex. I hope I have two better options at my receiver than Devontae Smith right now. I mean, he did have a bad week last week, but he was the top target still. And go there if you're trying to go there. Should you go there or? Oh yeah, go there. Go there, <laughs> especially against the Cowboys. You better go there. Alrighty, let's move on to our starts of the week. Had some good picks for you last week. Let's get into it this week. We'll start at the top with the quarterbacks. Tyler, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off, and I'll kick us off with the uh, first game of the week. I'm taking Sam Darnold here. Uh, Houston, wow. as said earlier, they're giving up almost 300 yards a game. Um, the Darnold? The Darnold. I'm going with him. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, just a, it's such a poor defense, and... You probably you might have a better option to start, but I mean, if you're in a tough situation, Darnold's a really good play, and yep. I think he's going to end up being a top five quarterback this week. Nice. Oh man, I like that. I'm going to keep track of that on Sunday for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the take though. Uh, mine's Kyler Murray against Jacksonville. That's pretty obvious though. Jacksonville allowed 21 plus points to Tyrod Taylor and then Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Kyler Murray's obviously more capable than those quarterbacks, and he's going to put up possibly double that. I'm I'm plugging in my dimes this week. Daniel Jones playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are giving up the most points to quarterbacks so far. I know it's only been two weeks, but they're they're averaging twenty nine point two points to the quarterback position. Uh, so. Really like what I've seen out of Danny Dimes so far this year. It seems like he did improve quite a bit in the offseason, or at least they're manufacturing some runs for him a little bit more and utilizing his skill set a little bit better. So if he can give you any production on the ground again, uh, make some plays through the air, which quarterbacks have done against the Falcons, um, I think he can have another big week. Pretty safe 20-plus quarterback, I think this week uh running backs who's your running back tyler yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and just you know keep picking on the atlanta falcons here because i'm taking saquon barkley yeah um all the almost all the same reasons you just spoke about with the atlanta falcons defense is so poor this just seems like the game that saquon can put it back together because it's against a, a very soft defense and this is the week where he's just gonna put it together honestly I 20 plus points for Daniel Jones. I would also expect 20 plus points for Saquon this week. 
Man, big week for the Giants. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, I'm reaching a little bit on mine, but I'm pretty confident in Javante Williams getting his chance this week. That's going to be my running back start of the week. Um, him and Melvin Gordon have been pretty even with rushing carries the first two weeks. Melvin Gordon has taken more of the receiving targets. But I believe this week they take a, a lead. Uh, they take a lead early on, and it favors Javante Williams and the coaching staff trying to see what he really has, and uh, just let him have free reign and not really letting Melvin Gordon get in there. So I'm going to go with Javante Williams. He's pushing all his Javante Williams chips in this week. Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit more obvious play at the running back position, but Austin Eckler, just because he's had some pretty underwhelming weeks uh the the first two weeks of the season uh for what people kind of were expecting he's playing the chiefs who are giving up third most points to the running back position 28.1 per week um i think he goes for 25 plus um easy this week he's he's really dominated the snaps um it's just a matter of him getting the production getting the touchdowns and getting in the end zone so uh, I like Eckler this week as my running back. I think he has a big week, and uh, Eckler owners rejoice. If he's on the field, he's uh, hovering around 60% snap count in the first two weeks. So uh, someone that you drafted in the first round, that's not very promising. So hopefully he yeah. gets higher snap count this week. Um, Moving on to our receivers of the week. Tyler, who's your wideout? I'm going to the uh, AFC North battle and taking Jamar Chase against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, noted it earlier, the Pittsburgh's defense is, you know, it's always talked about as one of the best in the league. And in most cases, they, are, they produce sacks and they stop the run, but they are giving up a ton of yards through the air. Joe, uh, Jamar Chase is by far Jamar, uh, Jesus, Jamar Joe, <laughs> Jamar. The JJ combination is going to work here this week, guys. Um, he's their number one number one receiver. It's not close. Um, I'm expecting Jamar Chase to have a big game. I like that. Hopefully T. Higgins can do something, though. But my pick this week for wide receiver will be Michael Pittman. He's going up against the uh, Tennessee Titans, one of the leakiest pass defenses in the league right now. They're giving, um, up, they're giving up the most points to position per week. Right oh, yeah. They've allowed six touchdowns, over 570 yards to receivers in the first two weeks. Michael Pittman finally got his first double-digit target game in his career. Um, all last year, his highest target game was nine points, and he showed out in that game and put, a, uh, put up a lot of points. And he got 12 targets uh, last week and put up a lot of points. If they continue to target him and use him like the wide receiver one that he was drafted to be, he's going to go off this week. If Carson Wentz isn't able to go, are you worried about that? with Jacob Eason, or do you think he still produces? I am worried about it because most of his targets did come from Carson Wentz. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like all of his all targets? <laughs> <laughs> um, my wide receiver of the week is going to be A.J. Brown. Um, it's been rough first couple weeks, especially for where he was drafted. Julio looked good last week, uh, but... Um, I think he has a big, big week. Uh, this week he had eighty-one. He played eighty-one percent of the snaps in week one. Had eight targets, eighty-four percent of the snaps in week two. Had nine targets. Only came down with three of those. Um, so I think he, you know, plays better. He knows he didn't play well. Um, and he's going up against the Indianapolis Colts, which 
let me pull it up real quick, have the third worst defense against the pass. They're giving up 36.8 fantasy points a week to the wide receiver position. Uh, So I like A.J. Brown to have a big, big bounce back game this week and really assert himself a couple tuds there this week. Um, Uh, Real quick, I do want to just touch on one topic. You you mentioned Carson Wentz possibly being out. If Carson Wentz is out, I'm promoting Jonathan Taylor to my running back star of the week. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Pivot. Pivot. Um, Tight ends of the week. Tyler, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going back to the uh, Atlanta-New York game, but I'm taking Kyle Pitts against the New York Giants defense. Uh, Giants defense last year was pretty good. They confused a lot of players, but they look bad this year. Um, they're all over the place. Their best corner is getting burned everywhere, and there's no one really on the team to really cover Kyle Pitts. Um, I I understand they have uh, the safe. Damn, I just lost his name. The kid from Michigan got traded to, from Cleveland. To what? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading. Oh, <laughs> well. This is not a high point for our show. <laughs> uh, either way, I know they have him, but Kyle Pitts is just too athletic. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is a big game. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. The Yeah, the safety that they got from the Browns. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Kyle Pitts would probably have a good game. My pick of the week for uh, tight end uh, must start is going to be Mike Jasicki of the Dolphins. He's been pretty lackluster this year. Uh, everybody expected him to be a top 10 tight end this year, and it's not really happening. He's not really getting the looks that he needs to get to have that kind of production. And this week should be a change at quarterback with Tua hopefully being out and Jacoby Brissett being in. And hopefully a change at quarterback changes um, how he's used. My tight end of the week is going to be TJ Hawkinson. 20 targets, 16 receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns, 10 yards per reception so far through the first two weeks. Uh, he is, like I said earlier, their wide receiver one. Um, and I think he has a big week this week because the Ravens can't defend tight ends. Uh, they're actually giving up the most fantasy points to the tight end position position uh, per game. They're at 18.3, so I expect another big game from Hawkinson um, this week. His name is Jabril Peppers, by the way. There it is. There it is. Quick fingers. Um, God. <laughs> I would have known that if I was paying attention to what you're saying and not reading while you're talking, but Hey, that's what happens when you gotta, you know, you're working ahead, but, uh, Trey, you got pretty good call last week on your defense of the week, choosing the new England Patriots. Uh, who do you got this week? So obviously every week you're going to start the defense that's going against the jets. And this week, that's going to be the Broncos, one of the stingiest defenses in the NFL. Uh, there's a pretty good chance you probably can't get a hold of him on your waiver wire if you didn't draft him. But if you can get a hold of him, pick him up. That's one of the few defenses that was drafted in every league and started pretty consistently across all leagues. And if you can't get a hold of them, I would start the Raiders against the Miami Dolphins. Um, even if two is back, still start him. And if he's gone, then the Raiders seem to be a pretty good start. Like I said, your defense... Um, Defensive advice from me, I guarantee you will never have negative points or zero. So you're going to get your points this week. Trust me. All right. Well, that will wrap up our starts of the week and today's show. Make sure you follow us uh, at the 
Fantasy Football Fathers podcast on Twitter. Turn on the notifications on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Good luck this weekend. We will be back with the Waiver Wire show Tuesday morning. So good luck to everyone. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Yeah, thanks for listening, folks. Don't forget to get on Twitter with us, the Fantasy Football Fathers. Help us grow. Help us help you. Deuces.